Coach Pippen, we are live. Are you ready to kick this thing out, brother? Let's go, baby. Let's do it. KTTV, uh, giving you what you need. Uh, motivation, education unleashed. H-Time representing, we forever keep it rolling. Join the conversation with inspirational stories. Thought provoking, feel that energy. Kendrick Thomas aiming to lift the community. True indeed, uh, tune in, come and see. Giving you what you need. KTTV, let's go. Why? What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and we are here on another episode of Education Unleashed. And on today's episode, I have none other than the guy, the coach, the mentor, the educator, the man himself, Mr. Desmond Pippen. How you doing today, coach? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Good to see you again. Thank you for having hey, me on man. the show. Look, man, we are here for another one. Uh, I want to say thank you, man, for taking some time out. Uh, as we talked in the pregame, you got a lot going. You got a lot back there on the board. So I appreciate you, man, because I tell my kids all the time, time is something that That's we right. will never get back. Most valuable resource we got, man. So welcome to the building one more time, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. What's up, man? If I had some sound effects, it'll be like, <laughs> hey, about, look, that might be season three, y'all. Get ready. Yeah, stay tuned. Hey, but uh, so brother, before we jump into this thing, man, uh, it's so important that we do that wellness check and check in on each other, uh, regardless of it's a short time away, a long time away. So, how have you been doing, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, and how's this school year going for you, brother? Well, everything is going well. You know, I will say that everything is uh, everything is a choice. Hey, you know, especially being in education for teachers. You know, it's uh, you know, it's definitely what you make it. You know, you want to be able to leave uh, personal things at home and come and show up and be your best for the kids. You are right. uh, and that touches into your physical. Mm -hmm. So hopefully a lot of our educators are, you know, physically taking care of themselves as in getting the right amount of sleep, you know, eating the right, right amount of food and drinking a lot of water. Drink plenty, plenty of water that helps the body, mind and the soul. So that's my advice for feeling good. Drink that water. Drink that water, man. And so, um, man, on top of taking care of yourself, um, man, how how's the year going for you, man? I know I was able to see you when we did the Man Up event. Uh, man, he was over there shining like new money, man. So, what what else been going on with the school, huh? Just just trying to keep as many outside resources uh, coming into the school as we can to provide for the you know the kids that need those resources. Yes, sir. You know, it's a it's a pretty good setup. You know, the way the school uh, runs and operates, which is most public schools, I will say that, you know, they run and for about 80 to 90 percent of kids, it works. Yeah. There's about that, you know, about 10, maybe less uh, percent of kids that, you know, regardless what the school tries to do and all their powers and all their, you know, limitations that they have. Yes, there's about 10 percent of kids that they can't reach. So that's really been my focus on how can I uh, catch those kids that's falling through the cracks and going to that school to prison pipeline. Come on, man. That's what it's about, brother. Got each one, teach one, and reach one. All of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so so I thank you for that work that you're doing. And I look forward to jumping more uh into the podcast and just being able to, to talk about that tonight, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, but before we get started, by way of Louisiana, inside of the 44. Look, man, talk to me a little bit about the background and kind of catch us up on what's been happening since the last time we talked up there in the 44. 
Yeah, so you know, we probably got viewers out there that don't, you know, that don't know, you know, yeah. what the full four is, what that's yeah. about, what it is. Um, Acres Homes, uh yes, the community in Houston that it 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 reminded me a lot of New Orleans, you know, while where I was, you know, raised, of course, and going to Acres Homes, I tell you what, the kids that they had at the um at the center when I first got there, I automatically knew that. I wanted to bridge uh, the kids that I was working with in spring, you know, more so North Borough, uh, Greens Point, AKA Guns Point, hey. you know, Cypress Station, you know, those neighborhoods, they get busy, you know, all day, every night. And it's just like New Orleans, it's 12 year olds, 13, 14 year olds. Hmm. Um, but going in Acres Homes, what they was doing over there with a Bishop Dixon and Miss Tanya and everybody over there, they was raising those kids from, you know, the, the 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 cradle, basically. You know, we start off early at our community center, you know, with daycare. So I'm I'm looking at these kids, they're the same age. You know, a lot of them had dreadlocks, uh, you know, they had the 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 stereotypical look that might say trouble, but because these kids was raised in a different environment, they was completely different. They greet you differently, they react differently, they respond differently. You know, when you challenge them, when you test them, when you call them out and you try to hold them accountable, they respond how you want a kid to be able to respond. Mm-hmm. So I knew instantly I had the bridge gap between uh, North Spring and moving down into Acres Homes. So our program in Acres Homes, it grew from maybe 30 kids to roughly 100. So a lot of those kids uh, came and they, they, they learned the way. You know, they were showing uh, examples of leadership, not from only the adults, but from the kids. And I think that's the most important thing is to start raising kids up at a younger age in a much better environment so that they can be better examples to their pupils. Yes, sir, man. That, that's I, We share the same thing. Um, you know, I posted today, man, where um, it's hard to be something that we can never see, hmm. right? And so then it got to be the people like us. They got to come in um, and really lead by demonstration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's what get the kids. You know, I talked to a little kid today, man, and um, you know, we talked a lot about just life, and but when we talked about that bag, right? And I was telling him, you ain't got to be out here hustling, and you ain't got to be doing this. That brother say, well, what I'm supposed to do? What you and got? Then I was you? able to drop him. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. But but it had to be me already doing something mm-hmm. to show him different, not me just talking. You that's know, right. so that's what it's about, brother. Now, as we move into that, you know, um, I, I can't let you go past this Walden University commercial here, man. I'm on my YouTube. I'm looking at my videos. And the next thing I know, I see you walking to the room with the artwork, man. So talk to me about how did that commercial come about um, and, and what was the overall grander scheme uh, in you getting that opportunity? Big shout out. Big shout out to the W, man, to Walden University. Um, just to backtrack it for a second, when I first came to Houston, I started working with a community center, uh, and immediately got an interview with a Houston newspaper article, right? Mm-hmm. So this is 2000, camera 2011, right? Okay. In the last paragraph, I state about community centers. I said that every community of 100,000 or more blacks, right? So I could I could refer to that as any hood, 100,000 more people. A community center is needed. 
to see who needs an alternative form of education, an alternative form of employment. Mm. So from that uh, publication through the Houston newspaper, uh, I started to say, okay, well, how do I want, I want to put some education behind us. I want to learn about community development and, and the programs and the systems. So that's what got me to Walden in 2011-ish, right? Mm. Wrote my first grant for Walden and was awarded $5,000 when I was at Klein Forest High School. So that was my first grant that I wrote right there. You see my see my boys in there. Uh, that was a program that I started called the Ambassadors Club. A lot of those young men were already in the prison system, right, in and out. And at that time, 2012, in, in Houston, in the Klein area, it was a new gang then started. TYG, mm. 10th Young Goons. Come on now. So I knew immediately I had to kind of be the in-between between these kids who are wanting to get in the gang, already in the gang, and the gang is choosing them. So Walden helped me by giving me the $5,000 grant. I mean, I was able to, you know, we, we had seminars, we would meet. I brought some other brothers into it. So we have a, we have a nice, you know, a nice group or whatever. I was able to take them to field trips, African-American museum, you know, running out a big old stretched out white Hummer, you know, cause <laughs> who's to say them kids ever had or will ever have that type of experience. Yes, sir. You know, so by showing them all of those things, we grew closer. And also my relationship with Walden grew closer. So fast forward, I'm still pushing my idea of a community center. So I started to write grants. So going through Walden, uh, wrote a grant through Walden. And that is what awarded me uh, the $25,000, the grant, the check and everything. They came down, showed love to the community center. Um, and that's 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 just been how we've been rocking. You know? been so, rocking man. so through their support, you know, we was able to put a lot of programs in the place, a lot of scholarship programs in the place. And uh I'm very grateful. And also they 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 gave me courage that uh the message that I'm trying to that I'm trying to give out is not falling on deaf ears. Yes, sir. You know, people who do things in, in our in our field, you know, especially community activists and developers, a lot of times we feel like it's Falling on deaf ears, you know, nobody cares. But I'm 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 ever grateful and thankful to Walden University um, for giving that grant. I'm definitely an agent of social change. That's what Walden promotes. And and I'm looking to build up more social agents with myself. Man, and I, I know you say you you wrote the grants. Um now, did you have a grant writer or you were pretty much instrumental in writing all of your own grants to get all the funding you procured? I write all my grants. Yeah. Um, I do the research. I've, I've become very keen on what the grantor is looking for. You know, you have to read their mission and vision statement, see who aligns with exactly what you're trying to do. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very long process, but writing is one of my passions. The writing is writing is a therapy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was going through a, a life, a personal transformation around 2009, 2010, uh, I started writing and I, I ended up writing a book. And then that led to writing grants and, and wrote a curriculum that also helped get money for the community. And I wrote a STEAM curriculum uh, that I incorporate sports with. So uh, writing is a passion of mine. So I'm glad that Walden uh, monetized it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, when you got ready to start writing those grants, um, 
because uh, I wanted to touch on that. I have so many friends who are, are looking to do that, uh, start up these nonprofits, right? But we know that part is very important. So what was the first place that you started to look to as you said, okay, I'm going to do this myself? So there's, I categorize it on three different levels. Uh, there's local, you know, there's local funding that you can receive, grants, um, there's state grants, and also there's federal grants. Uh, so, for example, a local grant might be the Walmart grant that I wrote, um, the community award. More of a state grant would be something that's offered through Texas, through Harris County, or something like that. And something more federal would be Walden University. So, I just kind of hit all three levels. I might have a list of maybe five for each level. And out of that 15, you'll probably get one. So it, it's not it's not a process that uh that's that's that works a lot. Yeah. But if you keep putting pen to paper, you just never know what'll happen. Yeah, that's it, man. Well, I sure appreciate that info. Uh and once again, congratulations to you for really getting it done, uh, staying persistent and and keeping the eyes on the prize. I know it sounds cliche, but I tell my kids each day, man, don't do nothing that will take you away from your goal. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, I think as you do that one out of 15, it does get discouraging. But mm -hmm. like you say, once you master that craft, then the world is your playground. That's right. That's, That's right. it, man. Uh, That's speaking it. of that, I know we talked about the uh, the sports program and you had a young man that was on last time. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, man. Can you give us any updates on that young man? Yes. Yes. Raekwon Washington. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Ray scored eight touchdowns in one game. Eight. Eight touchdowns. Uh, college. College, yes, sir. Langston University. He he threw for five and ran for three. And uh when the game was over, you know, I, I told him good job and I looked him in the face and told him get ready for class. Yeah. You know, just because you had a good game, you're gonna be the big man on campus. Make sure your butt is in an eight o'clock class early and make sure you're not missing no assignments, you know, because sports can only take us so far, but character take us through life. Yeah. I was I was fortunate enough to uh be an MC for a, a event that was partnered between 100 Black Men of Houston uh, and the uh, State of African American, I mean, uh, the African American Health Coalition uh, called the State of African American Health. And uh, I ended up meeting a brother there from the Harris County Sheriff's Office, and he told me that they have a sports uh, program that they bring to elementary schools. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you heard about it or not. But I know you've been working on these type of programs, been working on research and improvement for a while. Uh, so, man, I guess talk to me about some of that research and how schools can use programs like yours uh, to build up the community and sustain around them. Yeah. So for a second, I took a few doctoral classes um, about sports administration and society um, just to just to kind of read a little bit and gain some uh, research information on top of what I've already experienced. So myself growing up as an athlete, if you wanted to teach me something, you had to make it relatable to sports, right? If you want to teach me a life lesson, anything you related it to sports, you had my attention. So a lot of the a lot of the curriculum or whatnot, it had nothing to do with sports, right? So the curriculum that I wrote, I, I made it a point to include sports in science, technology, engineering, athletics, and math. The A in athletics is very important to what we do. Sports is the one thing that most prejudices, stereotypes, racisms, hatred, 
when you're on the field of battle, when you're on the court, when you're in the locker room, when you're going through two days and summer camp and it's 115 degrees, all of those things fade away. So sports, that's that's the one arena that I see if utilized correctly, then that can be the change to society that we need. If if there's a port partnership between sports and education, mm-hmm. now we're talking about social change. You know, I love what uh, somebody like LeBron James is doing, what he's building, you know, he built his school or whatnot. But if there was a system to where that can be duplicated in multiple cities, now look at that impact. So the the policemen and f- actually firefighters as well have police leads where they come into schools and work with kids because when that white man with a badge, you know, when he pulls out the basketball and starts to dribble and shoots, nobody looks at him anymore as the enemy. You know, there's somebody I'm about to eat a guard up, D up, jack, cross up, take his ankles. You know, it, it becomes more and it becomes more of a fellowship yeah. when we play sports. So. I'm really looking to utilize the sports arena to help me with this social change thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it, man. And so outside of the the education and the sports, uh, kind of talk to me about some more things going on. I see you got a lot back there on the board, man. So I need all the info, man. So we'll we'll go ahead and get to we'll go ahead and get to our little lesson. I'm trying to keep it five minutes, but what we have at at my community center, this is what I'm trying to uh First of all, grow us to so that we are self-sustainable uh, annually. We're able to provide a certain amount of scholarships for kids so that they don't have to uh, pay for the programs. So my whole idea for a community center is to provide services at and through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything doesn't have to happen at the community center. And most importantly, it does not have to be a big, huge, pretty building. Right. So what I have behind me is a new educational model. Right. It's a new it's a new business plan for it. somebody wanted to say, well, I want to affect education in my city. Right. I'm somebody of prominence. I can help out. I don't know how. Right. So this is a business plan that if implemented, you, we can get results. Right. So let me go ahead and break that down. Yes, sir. All right. So at the top, we focus on, as I said again, back in 2010, alternative education and job training. Mm-hmm. So for alternative education and job training, you see, I go back to the 100,000 residents and then I break it down. For alternative education, out of 100,000 residents, about 1% of them may be the ages of three to six, mm-hmm. right? Now out of that, that gives you a thousand. You break down 10% of them because some of them kids are going to be good. They're going to grow up in affluent households. Both parents got educations. They read at night, whoop the whoop, everything. Break that down to 10 more percent. That's your pipeline, kids. You're going to have 100 kids for every 100,000. You're going to have 100 kids that's facing illiteracy. Now, why is illiteracy underlined? Because illiteracy and crime is closely linked together. Yes, sir. 75% of all inmates are categorized as being illiterate, right? I'm going to jump to the other side real quick. Job training, 100,000 residents. You're going to have about 10% between the ages of 12 to 25. That's 10,000. You break that down. 10% of those are going to be at risk. So now you got 1,000 kids at risk between the ages of 12 to 25. 10% of them are already gone to the pipeline. After that pipeline hit, now I got 100 kids facing prison and or death. 
and there's no escaping it. There's no escaping them for that age range, 12 to 25. If, if there's no resources set up for these hundred kids, inevitably research through numbers, they're going to continue to populate the prison system. These eight areas up here, these eight areas, and I'm real big on numbers, right? Eight is the number of new beginnings. If we keep saying the, the system is broken, the system is broken. No, the system is not broken. The system is going to work how it's set up to work and it's going to continue to. But this is the new way of doing things. We want to take control of our community. And it's not about being powerful. It's not about being in control. It's about having resources. That's what it's all about. So these eight things are all resources, right? Sustainable water, food being grown, education. I have education prior to 1954 because in 1954, education got very political, right? Very political. We don't need the big buildings. It doesn't even take somebody such as myself with 45 degrees, right, to teach a kid, to reach a kid. We just said it. Each one reach one. They're going to see us and be eyes open automatically because we can relate to them, right? So it doesn't take fancy degrees or all that to be, quote, unquote, a teacher, somebody that leads kids. Housing, a community center, we have to have housing set up for people. Homelessness is a problem that's affecting everybody. Everybody's been affected by homelessness. Health. There's a lot of trauma in our community, right? We need to touch on mental health, emotional and physical health. Security. If you're going to build something, how are you going to secure it? The brothers who built Black Wall Street, they didn't think about that, right? So for people, going to always want to destroy what you're doing. Somebody going to always hate you when you're doing something good. We build something, we're going to protect it. We have cameras all around the community center. We have bars. We have people that watch it, that's on watch. So you won't be able to come and do what you want to do to something that we establish. Commerce. We need to build ecosystems, mm. right, within our community. But this all starts with the kids. I'm going to say it again. This all starts with the kids. The last thing, artistry, reconnecting them to what real art is. That's going to be something that's going to shape the culture, right? All of these revolve around reinvesting in kids and the youth. The investment is right here. 250000 annual per community center. What is that going to give you? That's going to give $1,500 of funding per child for private education. We want to focus on EC through two. We don't want to keep kids throughout the whole time in a smaller private setting. We want them to be able to go out and compete with their counterparts who don't look like them, who's not from their community. We want them to go out and do that. EC through two, third grade, the star test kicks in. We want our children to already be prepared with the fundamentals. Again, prior to 1954, you couldn't find too many kids who couldn't read, write, and do their arithmetic. The three R's, as grandma used to say. We, <laughs> we might have been fools, heathens, cutting up, but we had our three R's right so we was able to become something. Yes, sir. Our kids now are fools, heathens, cutting up, and missing the three R's. So that prison system is pumping. Yeah. All right? Provide something for those children early childhood to two years old. Over here, this, $1,000 annual for scholarships and fellowships. That's what we do when I'm out there talking to businesses and trying to get them to give scholarships. That's what we could provide job training to these kids ages 12 to 25. Because KT, you touched on it earlier, and I'll go ahead and hop back on here. I don't want to bore everybody with a, with a, with a lecture or whatever from the board. You touched on it earlier. You talk to a kid between the age of 12 and 25, 
whose mama is struggling. Bills not being paid. There's not much food. There's not much game you could give them. I've tried. There's not much you could tell them. You have to be able to provide something tangible, an actionable item. Hey, come to my community center. In six months, you can have a forklift, right? Uh, you can operate machinery. You can do HVAC. You can do electricity. Everywhere around you look, there's money being made. But we don't understand how to get to it because there's nobody training our kids to do it, yes, right? All of those wood shops and all those type of programs were taken out of the school. Why? We don't have time. We don't even care, right? Because we all about solutions and moving forward and marching forward. You have to be able to provide job training to the youth. You can't You can't talk to them. You can't show them nothing. Put something in their hand. So that's what we're doing at the community center, just trying to connect as many resources at and through so that we can we can we can have less kids going to a prison. Say, man, I'm just going to start, start, just start snapping for that, man. Very powerful information. Uh, it puts me back to when I was coming up and we had the Volunteers of America Lighthouse. Right. So every day after school, we in the hood, right in the hood. That's the only way we was getting out to see something different. They would come pick us up from the lighthouse, take us down there, give us that training, make sure we got the, the three R's, right? And then the, the the bus driver was the person who really gained me up for, for life. And then they drop us back off. In between then, the night then came, uh, you know, and so all of that time after school where I really got that trouble, them trouble times, that is what uh, I, my grandma spent, had me spent doing, right? So mm -hmm. I was getting my homework done. I was out the way of Holmes' way. But it was somebody who had that mindset. And uh, his name, was, I want to say Ron Clark was, was the guy who was over it when we mm -hmm. was there. Uh, and so Mr. Clark uh, was the guy who we'd always look to be, right? Because we knew he was the big man. But then we still had teachers like Ms. McGee, people like Ms. Teller who was always coming back and putting into us, right? Mm -hmm. So awesome information that you just gave, brother. If that is not a class in itself for someone to help, and I look forward to being able to share this information so somebody can come back in. Uh, let's get a few comments uh, before we go further. Uh, shout out to Ms. Hare. What's up, Ms. Hare? Uh, sports is a great equalizer. Awesome to integrate sports as a connection to work with students. Uh, most definitely. Uh <laughs> Is Nakia said everything was so true. I think she started talking about when, like you say, when you first started talking about that equalizer. And not even, not, not even not for the later work with students is also good for working with adults. Yeah. For us working with adults, because keep, keep it 100. We have stereotypes. We all have hidden biases, racism. But again, when you sweat, when you bleed with a person, you see we all the same. See, we all the same, man. That And that's what that, um, it builds camaraderie. Like I say, even with them coaches, you know, I think about when I was in College Station, uh, people from all walks of life. And, and, man, we in College Station, so, you know, we got people coming from, from everywhere down in the south, right? But once we get out to that field, I don't care your background or anything. When it's time for us to go to war, hmm. we going, right? Mm -hmm. So so most definitely it's that equalizer. Mm -hmm. um, she said the school, the children are um, truly our future, uh, well thought out plan. Uh, experience is the best teacher, and it's all about that implementation. Mm -hmm. uh, then shout out to Miss Hare one more time. Smart to invest in youth, artistry, and literacy go hand in hand. 
uh, reading, writing, arithmetic. Yes, mm-hmm. job training at that teen level. Three hours. Uh, so, Jay, shout out to Miss Hare, man, and uh, the kid for coming through and um, just being a part of the conversation tonight, brother. That was really, really, man. We should have just gone shut it down. Mike drop after that, man, because mm-hmm. uh, what a blueprint, right? And, and blueprint. it's not once blueprint. again, it's not what we talking about. It's what we doing mm-hmm. and what you've seen happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So that 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 um, I look forward to man just working up in them three to six months coming back and then talking about how it all play out. Definitely. definitely. Yes, sir, man. So now, uh, as we talk about the schoolhouse mm-hmm. and the community, everything goes hand in hand, right? Uh, I know Killer Mike said, man, if you're not being able to grow your own food uh, and sustain, you're not ready for the revolution. <laughs> How does this plan, uh, let's say, for instance, inside of Acres Home, right? How does this automatically put us in place to be ready for the revolution? Man, I, I, I just want to, you know, just just say thank you. You know, the people like Killer Mike, you know, Ice Cube, Dr. Uma. I mean, it's too many to name, yeah. you know, but people who have a heart to help and who trying to do something. You know, man, I, I just want to say thank you. You know, we we won't never probably get a chance to meet face to face, but thank you for being part of the marathon. You know, we all fighting that same fight. Like you just said, you put your uniform on and go to war, we all together. Yeah. We step outside and we see homelessness. When we see kids that's, you know, dropping out of school, kids hungry, trying to sell water, that's a war that we all need to fight. So we definitely have war together. And uh, that goes back to the example, uh, one of the examples on the food. I mean, on the uh, on the board, being able to grow and sustain your own food and water filtration systems at any time. The person who's in control, whoever it is, however he or she may look, if they want to cut off your water supply, they want to cut off the food or whatever. What are you going to what, what will we do? You know, that also ties into health. We understand the research on genetically modified things being put in our food. Uh food being grown superficially. I mean, all kind of fake food and fish being grown in, in, in tanks and whatnot together, eating each other feces. And so we know that we're not putting the best things in our body, but that's what's provided for us. What else are we going to eat? Yes, sir. Well, it's time to go back again. A lot of things we have to go and take a step back from our ancestors. You know, that's, that's really my driving force. You know, my ancestors, my close relationship I had with my grandfather, you know, both of my grandfathers, both of my grandmothers, you know, they taught me a lot of stuff. They talked to me about the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, how things were. And I would just say, man, I wish I could be back then. Yeah. Well, it was pure. Man, come oh, on. We're on our own stuff. You go down to the market. You go take your basket. You go get your tomatoes. You get this and that. Okay, every community, once again, of 100,000 people need a marketplace they can go and get sustainable food because grandmama blood pressure high. She don't need to keep eating this stuff. Her mm-hmm. arthritis acting up. We need to grow her some beets. Right, some fresh cranberries or something, apples, something. Yeah. Now, when you think about the funding for programs like these, uh, is it a certain niche or a certain place that I go to really look for the grants that would help me suffice with this? Or, um, like, I'm and when I say certain place, I'm thinking like specific, like, okay, well, I want to start um, uh, the water filtration. Do I necessarily have to go looking for water companies or can I do something like the Wild Boys and all those other places to be able to fund this type of dream? 
what I what I would say is my thing that I'm working forward to doing instead of going out to get so many uh businesses because that's another that's another hit and miss a lot of times yeah. uh writing grants a lot of hit and miss it's good to still do those things but my mission for the next 10 years I set a mission last 10 years getting a community center that's here it's not the next 10 years I just need a thousand people I want a thousand people on the same wave I am Right. We not we not even we get so comfortable with saying, oh, man, if Jay-Z would do this, uh, if this, you know, being that this mean that would do this, that's how you know this in that person's heart. Yeah. Right. How you know that person just don't want to create generational wealth for their own lineage. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's people out there who want to help. There's people out there that want to help people outside of their family, outside of their house. Those are the people I'm going to be recruiting. Um when we get to about 500, I'm going to create an LLC. When we get to about 750, we'll go. We'll start publishing things. We get to a thousand, we're going to start moving units, as in going from city to city, and implementing what we have in Acres Homes. Because you use the perfect word. It's a blueprint. It's a traveling model. It's not something that I'm trying to sell. If if Gatorade, Gatorade, holler at me. If Gatorade wanted to run a promotion, they're trying to clean up communities. Here's the blueprint right here. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Okay, so this is for anybody, but I want individuals, individuals who's dedicated to this. We must clean up the crack epidemic. I'm gonna say that again. Yeah. The effects of crack, the crack epidemic. That's what we're dealing with. Yes, sir. Everything yes, sir. broke down. All the systems broke down. The pride broke down. So in these communities where you see high poverty, high crime, you could best believe crack was in that city. Gary, Indiana, Compton, you know, Detroit, Chicago, New Orleans, Houston, Compton. So we got to backtrack and build up these community centers to clean up the mess that was made. Yes, sir, man. And that's why it's so important uh, that we have those events. You know, I think about when we was at Budawig that night, man, we was able to pull out uh, maybe like 100 families, man, but it was all guys, right? So the young men in there being able to see daddy or granddad or uncle with them, saying that I value you, I value your education, right? Let me pull up for you. Uh, I think that's where it starts. But then, like you say, how do we bridge that gap uh, between what we're seeing in that education and in that school to also what we're seeing in that community? Because it, I've seen a lot of breakdown. Uh, and, and I want to say it's because we don't have that blueprint, right? We got people who want to move, but then we need the choreographer. That's choreographer right. who, who can just move us, man. And so it's so important uh, when you talk about plans like what you have or what you've done in the community center, because it's only when we show people that it can be done, do they want to jump on the boat? You know, a lot of people say they want to wait. I call them blisters. All right, they sure about the, all the work is done. But yeah. uh, right now, like you say, we trying to get a thousand in the middle of it, man. Yeah. So awesome work, man. What's next for you? Um, I know it's got to be greater later. So what you got up your sleeve, brother? How, how's you getting this to the second city? Man, it, <laughs> I am going to uh, get utilize social media. Yeah. You know, now I have a Facebook. Um, now I got away from social media for a while because I was doing so much writing. And, you know, focus is focus and time are enemies. Mm -hmm. You know, focus and time are enemies. So if something is taking away your focus, you got to put it down and better utilize your time. So that's just what I did. But I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm going to recruit, you know, through social media, also uh, word of mouth. 
hosting events like we had at school to man up, you know, that's a hundred right there. So just continuing to spread the the word, but also, like you said, the game plan, right? This is, this is coach Pittman calling the huddle, right? Huddle up. We understand people always say that 1% is controlling the 99%. We understand what's going on. We're not worried about policy laws, this, we're not worried about none of that in that huddle. That's what they running. We're going to call our huddle and we're going to make plays. Here we go, man. Red ocean, blue ocean. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Nikia said history is so very important to understand and learn about. That's the only way you know where you're going. If you know where you've been. That's right. Uh, she said, where are you located, brother? So where, where are you? And let's, let's go ahead and give out that information, man. Uh, but I know we got the book uh, that we talked about. So, I guess give us the location of where you at, and then talk to me a little bit about the book too. So I'm located in basically Houston and New Orleans. Um, what I'm doing in Houston, I'm trying to mirror at the same time in New Orleans. Um, I'm basically all over Houston, on North Side, um, South Side, A Leaf. So you know, I'm basically I'm <laughs> I'm everywhere. A 12 or 13 year old is about to make a bad decision. That that's why I'm at. Come on, like the bad signal. Man, <laughs> I'm speaking of that, the book, uh, the book that I wrote, man, this a, it was an indictment, yeah. right? I started writing this book in 2010, 2011. I didn't have the the courage or the 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 character, really. I'm gonna say I, I didn't have the character at the time to to put it out. I wasn't completely living everything I wanted to be living, um, as in a book. So everything started to shape up in around 2017. I was able to do a first publishing and then I did a final edit in 2020. So everything that's in the book was written in 2012. So you're going to read some things in there. You're going to hear some names in there. But well, how he knew that was coming, how he knew this person was coming to be the leader of the country in 2012. I knew somebody was coming, looking at the scope of the things. And it's a it's a self-help uh, book. The title of it is Daily Righteousness. So I titled it My Doctor. And daily righteousness for every letter is an acronym. For example, the first one is deny yourself, right? So I'm convicting myself all throughout the book, right? Convicting myself. And it's really for that person who's right there on the edge of I can do good, but it's easier to do wrong. Yeah. Right. So I wrote it specifically for that, for that, for that age and for that, for that mindset, for that character. So if anybody on here, if you have, you know, a son, daughter, you know, they in that teenage age, it's a perfect read form. It's short, maybe about 20 pages. Uh, and I'm gonna work on the audiobook just in case y'all don't want to read, which you should. Hey, that is, man. Awesome work, man, that you're doing. Um and I and I want to just cover those essential pieces one more time before we get out of there. Um, so man, can you give me those eight components? Yep. Uh, that we talked about before we close out. And, and no particular order of importance at all. You got artistry, right? Reshaping the culture. Sustainable water. People in Flint shouldn't have been without water for that long. Food being grown, stored, and distributed. Education prior to 1954. That's going back into a smaller building, smaller location, where your teacher is somebody from the community. Might be an old lady who just might want to volunteer. But she's going to read with you and she's going to teach you your three R's. Housing resource. We have to we have to connect uh, housing resources for the homelessness. Right. This, this 
is getting out of hand. We have too much money in America for people to be homeless. We send money every other where. We spend money on this and that. My tax dollars, everybody tax dollars. There's too many homeless people. Health, mental, emotional, physical, obesity. That touches on the eating thing. So all of these things kind of work hand in hand. Security, right? If you're going to build something, secure it. Don't just think that it's going to stand and people are not going to take it. That everybody is not goodwill. There's some bad will people that look like us, that look like white as the board. It doesn't matter. It's the character, content of the character. Commerce. We must be able to create ecosystems to where the dollar and that 100,000 residents, that dollar recycles, yes, right? Sir. So that now we can have future developments of laundry mats, barbershops, whatever that we need to keep the money in the community. And uh, and that was it. That's the yes, eight. Sir. You know, eight is the number of new beginnings. So that's that's the model to get new things going. Come on, man. Fubu. Yeah. Yes, sir. Chris says I can do good or I can deny myself and do great. Come on, Harry. Right. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my contact, the contact board right here for you. Yes, sir. Uh. All right, email pitman underscore sports at yahoo.com. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, support or whatnot, or if you are somebody who your child is in need of a mentor, athletic trainer, life coach, uh, if your organization needs a guest speaker, a grant writer, curriculum writer, contact me at the email uh, pitman underscore sports at yahoo.com. Anybody that feels uh, driven to support the community center, what I have gone in my mission. That's the cash app. That's the cash tag. That's my contact and my mission. Come on, man. That's it, brother. That's it, man. I appreciate the night, brother. Very, very important. I mean, I'm, I'm just, hey, man. If you're not fired up to go out and do something, I know we got another man of event coming to Holler, uh, where we'll be out there, man. And we got, we got a bunch of guests coming out. But man, if you're not inspired after tonight, man, to be able to understand that. It don't take the big builders, mm. right? Mm-mm. It don't take an army. Mm-mm. It just take their plan and a little will to say, I'm not going to stop even when it get hard. The man never failed at a plan. He just failed to plan. My papa told me that. Come on, man. That's it, brother. Ah, And give us the, the email one more time before we get out of here. My last name, Pittman. Pittman underscore sports at yahoo.com. Shoot me an email. Let's link up. Let's get this thing taken together. Be part of that mighty thousand because we're going to move it. Look, y'all, if y'all ain't getting there from tonight, we're we going to have to have a different conversation, man. Uh, once again, Coach Pippen, man, I appreciate you for your time tonight. Uh, stopping through, dropping nothing but great content for us. Uh, I look forward to being able to cut these clips up and just give people parts of those eights, man, and kind of drive them to the to the program to also give you that support. I uh, hope that answers the questions. I want to thank everybody. Uh, who tuned in tonight, everybody who participated in the conversation. Uh, the work is just beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please be one of those thousand who will be able to make this change with us, man. All right, brother, that will do it for us, man. Any last words before we close out? Man, peace, love, justice, and a pursuit of happiness. That's pursuit. everybody right. That's everybody right, man. All right, y'all, that will do it. This is KT for KTTV signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. 
Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 Is that right?